So, hello and welcome. My name is Steve Nabell, and today I'm speaking with Maya Tatiana Alexander on the genetic alchemy of ancestral healing. And Maya is a facilitator of systemic medicine, a sensiatsu therapist, womb shaman, and co founder of Genetic Alchemy. She teaches workshops, courses, and retreats worldwide, and she supports initiating teachers and facilitators in genetic alchemy and womb wisdom. So, Maya, welcome to you. Thank you so much. Hi, Steve. Thank you. Hi, Maya. So, I'm sure you've got a very interesting story. How did you how did you come to all of this? You know, we don't we don't just get bit born and go. I want to be a you know a genetic alchemy or ancestral healing practitioner or teacher. Well, it was quite a journey. Uh, I started off. I actually started off in film, <laughs> all right. and um, I just uh, as a young girl and teenager, I started to um, have experiences of um, healing simply. Yeah. Uh, touching people, and they would, you know, their pain would disappear. They would feel a lot of relief and um, starting to feel lighter. And so, you know, that was always some somewhere with me. Um, I just never really had an interest in doing anything with it. And um, at one point, uh, I felt I was really sort of pushed gently, but but consistently pushed into looking into this more closely. And um, yeah, so I found I found Senshiatsu and um, studied that for five years and knew halfway through that I was not going to just be working on meridians, harmonizing meridians within the physical body mm. because I started to receive too much information or way more information from the client that I was working with. And... Um, I had a lot of questions uh, with it that Senji Atsu could not answer. Mm. So um, I just went on and uh, I became a mother myself. And becoming a mother, I realized certain repetitions um, within me that I had witnessed in my mother, that I had witnessed in my grandmother. And I started to investigate, you know, what's actually happening. I, I could hear myself sometimes speaking to my son, and I felt that's not quite me. That is, you know, what is that in me that speaks this way or that relates in a certain way? Or, you know, emotions that didn't feel quite like mine, and yet they were mine at the same time. And um, so I came to systemic constellation work, and I trained... Uh, for two years in Germany and took that approach which it, it's widely known as family constellation work and it can also be applied in you know more abstract ways so yeah so I um, I had a lot of beautiful healing processes and experiences within that and many questions still stayed open so um, I just journeyed with the questions and while practicing and working, you know, finding answers and picking up answers along the way. And, um, yeah, so that's how I got into this, really. So, Maya, yeah. can you say something about the indigenous view? I guess a lot of it does come from, was it Bert Hellinger's work, who, who went off with the Zulus, I think, and uh, I think he was a gestalt therapist or something, and he saw there was a kind of way of combining, you know, the Western and, and the kind of more indigenous approach. But the indigenous cultures seem to have an idea that the ancestors are very much alive with us and very much there's a lot of energies that come through the family tree, if you like, that we're still living with. Can you say something about that indigenous idea? Um, well, I think, yeah, it's true, Bert Hellinger studied, uh, studied with them and he took a lot of aspects, I think, from them and based his work very much in that. But um, the difference that I feel very much is that indigenous, um, indigenous societies 
have honoured their ancestors and they have a tradition of keeping them alive within within themselves, you know, through their traditions, um, through their ceremonies. And we, as a Western culture, we have lost that. We don't <clears throat> we don't honour our ancestors in this way. We don't keep them alive within us. And we, you know, it's also part of that we believe what we see, but we do not believe so much in what we can't see and can't touch. And, you know, then there is this belief that um, once you're dead, you're gone. Once your body, you know, once you've left your body, you're gone. So there is a lot of aspects that we simply do not do not carry within us anymore. And um, <clears throat> that has made it quite difficult for us to stay in this life force and that love that is given to us, that is passed down to us through, you know, each generation. Yeah. And the indigenous people do that. They They consciously connect to this life force. What is the what is the consequences of disconnecting from this life force? Do you think? Well, the consequence is that um, we block we we literally block that flow of love mm. and that flow of life force coming into us. So you know, physical pain, emotional problems, many people trying to trying to live their gifts and talents, and it's simply just not working. You know, headaches, for instance, is a great example for the a blocked flow of love, migraines. Oh, yeah, it's okay. always a, a hint to there is something blocked, so there is something not seen. Yeah, so I like to describe it in a very simple way. What this, what this work really is about? It's you know, it is consciously seeing all that is unseen within us, and that also means our ancestors, those who have come before us, who have given us life all yeah. the way down. Yeah. yeah, I guess there's a big consequence of ignoring the flow of love. But that even if we are in the flow of love, isn't there a, a mixture of gifts and unresolved stuff that comes down the family line? Yes, of course. That's that's what happens. Um, we we inherit belief systems, uh, you know, patterns, behavioural patterns. We we inherit certain emotional um, traits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what you describe actually is something that happens a lot in clients and that is a question in many clients. There is a fear. Now, if I open up to what is in me, if I open up to, to that flow of love, to that life force through my ancestors coming down to me, then, then what happens to that what we don't want, to that what we judge mm. in them, mm. so-called negative patterns or you know, structures and... Mm. Uh, and it's like magic that never happens. They, we really, if we come to a place of love and open ourselves to embracing our ancestors within us, so we're actually embracing what is within us, what is alive within us already, then um, only the good comes to us. Let me ask you, um, I mean, I, I have done some family constellations and some of the things that came out for me was both my grandfathers have been involved in the First World War and the energy of war was still unresolved in me and the family. And it was when I was a young kid, I was uh, painting model armies to try and in some way try and reach something or heal something. But I couldn't reach it or heal it. Does that make sense? Yes, yes absolutely. Because it's actually not really yours to heal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is Yes, so it is only yours to see mm. and to honor in both of your grandfathers. Mm. as all that they have experienced in that and the suffering, the pain, the responsibility, all that they, so to speak, carry in their soul in regards to 
their lived experience during the war has not been seen. Mm. And that is what you, out of love, your soul, unknown to you, unconscious, you have taken on out of love. Because we come in, we incarnate into, into our parents, into this lineage, and we say out of love, oh, I, I will carry this for you so that you do not suffer. So it's actually an act of love, and it's a yeah. bit of a misunderstanding of love because then you suffer and your ancestor suffers, still suffers. Because what, because what is seen, what wants to be seen has not been seen. Yeah, oh. and, that, and that's all they ever want. They want to be seen in truth. My a brilliant distinction. I haven't really heard it that way before. That it's not really ours to heal, but ours to witness. Because for a lot of people, they didn't really get. I, I didn't get the distinction actually for a while. That I thought, well, I something I need to heal for them, rather than even just witnessing it itself as a healing process. I guess it is. Yes, it is witnessing it and honoring it and accepting it deep inside of your heart that this is what has been this is where you have come from because all your ancestors have given you life in that sense yes so it's a deep surrender to what has been simply Mm. and in this surrender and in this deep acceptance you take your place you align yourselves into your rightful place within this lineage I have another yeah. question. I mean, it's great talking with you about it. It's a fascinating subject. And all of indigenous mm. cultures, which have suffered a lot of shock, of course, coming up against uh, the West, have gone to addiction, uh, you know, like Native Americans, uh, alcohol, such a thing. Is trauma in the body uh, passed down and kind of tried to be... It, it's like an addiction, an escape from that trauma. How would you describe that? Um, I would say that the addiction is the expression... Or it could be the expression towards a desire for death. It is a, a desire away from life. So if your ancestors have suffered and have been killed or murdered, and there has not been the appropriate honoring, and it has not been seen in the right way by the right people, um, then you identify with that aspect of your ancestor or you can identify with that Mm. and then addiction is an expression of that desire Mm. to die because you out of solidarity yes have a belief in you that if you give your life this will be resolved which of course is not true can I ask you this this distinction between seeing and honoring because I, I you know if I'm doing session if i'm having a session from family consolation and i realize there's this war energy and i'm witnessing it but how do i honor it is it different? The seeing is when it, I, so is when it, i say i see when i say i see it um then it means like i can address an ancestor within from within my heart i always say say it from your heart which means you feel it okay Yes, Um, this is a symptom um, within our society. We are so based in the mind. And a lot of times people believe that having gone through a process in the mind that they have actually done it. Yes, because there is this suggestion from the mind that when you you go through it and you you understand it, you have done the process. Yes, you have felt it, which is not what happened. You feel it and release it through, you know, your feeling body, through your accessing it, you know, into your soul, through your heart. 
and our whole physical body is a is a you know a whole uh, field of resonance, a place of resonance. Yeah. To release, and we release through emotions, through feeling our emotions, releasing that. Maya, what about, um, for example, something which dogs, I guess some families, uh, incest that gets passed down the line, this issue of incest. And one of, the, one of the theories I have, I'm not sure if it's true, but one of the theories I have around people who have these memories of incest, that I'm wondering, that they say, I'm not sure if it's really happened or not, but I've got a kind of vague memory of it. I'm wondering if they're actually tuning into something that's happened before. It may not have happened to them, but it may have happened in the family line that actually feels, do you sort of, it may have happened to them, may not. Do, do you have any sense of this kind of, well, oh, and generally just what about incest as a kind of pattern coming down the line? Well, anything can be passed down, and incest is just one of one of many. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yes, what you're saying is is right, and I have experienced this many times. Um, people will feel, and it feels to them as if they have actually, um, you know, uh, suffered from that or have experienced that, and in truth, they are they are reflecting what has happened to one of their ancestors or to some of their ancestors. Mm. And again, this is an identification on a soul level with those or that one that they have chosen to carry this for, to bring relief to that. Mm. Yes. So, yeah, and um, it is a pattern and the soul... You know, uh, incest is a, and it varies really, it, it varies, so I do not like to generalize, um, although, you, you know, there's always a 90% of something or 95% of a similar or the same pattern mm. with certain issues or illnesses or whatever, but, you know, it's different and there are some or key moments that are different in each family. So, the soul, a lot of times, you know, um, abuse, um, the soul in a lot of ways doesn't really identify or differentiate in certain forms of abuse. So we can have experienced physical abuse or sexual abuse and we can have experienced this only in the soul by simply, you know, not being in alignment within, you know, our our closer ancestors, the closer generations of ancestors and to our soul this feels like abuse. Yeah, so sexual abuse and, you know, emotional abuse, they're very fine lines, they're very subtle lines in between. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned about identifying with an ancestor, and uh, I think also earlier you may, may have said sometimes we even look like one of our ancestors. In, in the family line, do we? is it like that, that we may be the kind of release valve for one ancestor? I actually looked like one of my grandfathers, identical apparently, <laughs> and uh, he was one of the ones that went to war as well. But and, and I'm wondering, do I? Is it one person I identify with, or would be a, a number of them? Um, from my experience, I can say that there is a big piece, or usually there is a very big piece that we carry for one, and because the. I call them cross weavings <laughs> yeah. because of the weavings and cross weavings within our ancestry. And this goes far beyond this lifetime. Yes. Yeah. Our ancestors, our physical ancestors are in this lifetime and this goes beyond this lifetime. Yeah. Yes. Our soul is more than just in this lifetime. So there are so many cross weavings and we are so interconnected. This is 
this is way beyond what our mind could comprehend. So a lot of the times we need to work without stories as well. So I had a client who came in um, with a with a question wanting to look at something and she could not give me any information whatsoever because her entire family in her mother's lineage and father's lineage had been killed in the war in the Kazet. So yeah. there was nothing, no information, no names, you know. So then so then we have to work very intuitively and I I hear and I can connect with the ancestors very easily. So I also hear what wants to be seen in them. Mm-hmm. What aspect so you know, specifically what aspect connects you to which ancestor? There, are, there might be more subtle tones with some. There might be a really big one with one, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is not something that, you know, you do one session or you do one workshop and it's all done. Mm. Yeah, this has many layers and, the, as I said, the connections are so many. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just something that unfolds over time and there are sometimes pieces that, need to be looked at places to be witnessed to be seen for one specific one specific aspect that you might be really feeling to move to open up yes Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of the times i experience ancestors uh you know wanting of course for that to be seen so that first of all that they can move on in you know into their healing journey and they can their souls can move on especially with those that have passed and they have a great interest that, you know, we have a good life because that is honoring to them as well. You know, they want the life that they have passed on to succeed, so to speak. Yeah. So it's, it always comes down to love. That's beautiful. At the end, it is, it is always love that heals. Yeah. And we have, we have a judgment, you know, we grow up with inner pictures. We have a judgment about our great-grandfather because we've never met him, but we were told stories about him. Mm. And apparently he was really harsh and, and, you know, he wasn't fair and he was, you know, punishing his sons and whatnot. Yeah, all these stories that we know. Yeah. And in truth, you know, he just had an aspect in him that he couldn't access to heal. And that is why he was that way. He did not receive love in certain aspects with, within himself, and he didn't have the consciousness to embark on a healing journey. Mm. So, you know, so this is, and it, it, I'm not saying, you know, what he did was right or it doesn't matter, but if we look at it from that point, from that place of love, then our judgment has the opportunity to move into compassion. Gorgeous. And when there is, compassion then we come into a flow of love and all it does is it makes us receive from our ancestors yeah life for us again yeah and love and that's what we all want (laughs) (laughs) can i ask you maya uh, one of the things that seems to me around um the ancestors is this sense of belonging because we're Mm. we're a human race wanting to belong to tribes to communities to families but in the family system, sometimes there's a sense of exclusion for whatever reason. People are excluded or forgotten or made invisible. What's the impact of that on the family line? Yeah, so uh, the belonging is one of our deepest needs. Yeah. And, um, well, if we're excluded, then first of all, it causes a lot of suffering yeah. um, in all of the ancestors. 
and if the if that being excluded is maintained so to speak then inevitably someone in the following generations will come up with a certain illness or physical or emotional symptom mm. that is reflecting the one who has been excluded mm. that is bringing in trying to bring in the one that has been kept a secret and that wow. can be you know that can weigh very heavily on that on that person on that soul because basically you will identify to a great extent with their fate of being excluded of not being seen yeah. so you will have a great unworthiness within you yeah. there will be a feeling of not being not belonging it's just simply not belonging because that one also is not belonging yeah it has been cut yeah. off from belonging yeah. so you will identify that and carry all of that within you yeah. and you know based on that you will struggle with many things in, in your life you know yeah and again the resolution is witnessing and honoring yes finding out about it you know so uh, you know when you were speaking about the war this the war is not over in ancestral healing yeah. in, in in this work the war is still ongoing because it has not been reflected, it has not been spoken enough, it has not been shared, and there are many secrets that have been kept within the families. Yes. And this this continues down the generations until it is seen. And that is, um, you know, a big part of the work, especially in Europe. Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask you about family secrets, because it seems to me, in uh, particularly maybe from Victorian times, there was this kind of um, shame and certain things were hidden, you know, family aff like affairs were hidden, or anything which would bring the family into dis disgrace, you know, and in my family, I always thought they had very Victorian values, there was a lot of secrets I never knew about, and I kind of almost felt I, I developed a phobia against secrets. Uh, what's the impact of, is, is secrets a general thing or are there different types of secrets that work out in different ways? Well, I think it always really depends what the secret is and that will have a very specific effect on the one that is, I so to speak, identified with it yeah. or carrying it out of love. Um, but secrets in general just simply, <laughs> simply block that flow of love to a, a great extent within within that one yeah. person and um, it's uh, you know usually people where there are secrets people speak in a very um, timid and low voice so they you can hardly hear them when they speak and um, they they it's almost like they want to hide <laughs> right something has been hidden yeah and you have to feel into this this is something that's not just in one aspect of their life this is in their whole beingness it is present in their whole beingness. So how could they possibly have a successful, good life? How could they possibly find a good partner? Yes. So uh, you cannot, with with secrets of certain kind, you know, it's, it is very hard to access your potential, your true gifts and talents and fully live life, you know, in, in abundance and in full expression. Can I ask you, yeah. Maya, we touched on the war, which affected many families. What about things which affect whole cultures? For example, slavery, uh, you know, black, uh, black uh, um, Africans coming to America and were that old thing working through the generations of slavery or genocide, perhaps the Jewish nation in Europe. Mm -hmm. What is the impact on these massive uh, impacts on culture? 
well again there's always a specific to it yeah in each in each family history there is a very specific something that has happened that is not seen or that has been kept a secret in in, in that way um, but yes it is um, you know we we also carry that information of the collective within us yeah. so Yes, a collective of a country, of a, of a certain group of people that have experienced uh, certain things. Of course, yes, that is reflective, reflected in us, and we might have certain aspects, carrying certain aspects of that within us, although within our family there has not, hasn't been a direct incident, for instance. Mm. Yes? Yeah, yeah. So, and that is, again, accessed uh, in... In different different ways, it is very very personal. It's very specific in each in each individual in each human being, right. um, and that comes up in certain ways how this is woven into your beingness and what you've taken on. Because you know, one aspect also is that, um, and I feel that the classic systemic constellation work doesn't really address it in that way, or maybe they do know. I don't know. But one aspect in that is that. We, we look at it in terms of our ancestry. So that means in this lifetime. And our soul has come into this, is born into this ancestral lineages because our soul already carries certain woundings from other lifetimes that have not been healed. Yeah. So we, we incarnate into this specific combination and settings of ancestors because they all carry and mirror an aspect that our soul wants to heal. Yeah. So healing with this ancestry is one aspect and then there are these causal wounds in us that are in us that we have brought in already. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, there is a much more expanded view onto this healing journey it is very much in our beingness in the in the fabric of our soul where this is woven into well it leads me to my final question really Maya. can you say something about your work you do with people in this line i do one-on-one -on -one sessions um i do this work in group settings um which is which is uh, a wonderful way to do this because when we come together in in groups you know, this is not a random coming together. This is there is a divine orchestration in how we come together in these groups, yeah. and each one, each of the participants holds a key for the other. Yeah. And by witnessing each other in these very personal and specific processes, we we can access similar similar issues, similar information that is stored within our cellular memory within our DNA that goes beyond this lifetime, that goes beyond what we know, yeah, it goes beyond the mind. So I work very closely with the physical body because the physical body really is that place of translation into the soul and it, it you know, holds all the information we need to heal that our soul wants to bring into love, into the embrace of love. And what is the best way to contact you if somebody wants to connect with you? Oh, the best way to contact me is um, through directly through my email, which is mayaalexander27 at gmail.com. Um, through my website, healingsoulspaces.com. 
and also through the website warmwisdom.me. Well, Maya, it's a fantastic subject. Um, you're doing great work. It's very much needed. And uh, thank you so much for sharing with us all the, the information on the, on your work. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Steve.